Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. The premiere... Parties <laughs> were this weekend. Sure were. There were two. There were two. There were two. I can tell you what actually happened. Is that good? Cool. Yes. Right. Yeah. Give it to us. I'm diking out. You're diking out. Let's dike out together. See what it's all about. Diking out. Diking out. Diking out. Diking Hi, and welcome to Diking Out, a podcast that hopes everyone had a happy and healthy Trans Awareness Week and keeps up the good work. I'm Carolyn Bergier. Yes, I'm Melody Kamali, and today we're diking out with Cuppy Bragg about anxiety. Oh, does that word just give you anxiety right away? It does. I felt a spike. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm anxious in an excited way for some things we have coming up. So many things coming up. You're right. I also have a lot of anxiety because with things coming up means work. (laughs) Yeah, we got work to do. We've got gay shows to throw. Our Stonewall show coming back November 29th. And get tickets before they sell out. I know it's been a while since we've done one, but they sell out every time. And every Monday of the show, I get these panic messages of, will there be tickets at the door? Sometimes we have some, sometimes there are no shows, but we can't make any guarantees. So get your ticket now. The link is in our Instagram. It'd be good. Oh, softy. Come on. I know. I'm so excited for that. We've got comedy and music this time. It's going to be good. If you can't make the Stonewall show, we have a live recording coming up, what, the week or two after that? Yes, December 7th. It's a Tuesday. Uh, We are going to be having a live episode recording with Jenna Lyons rescheduled from a couple months ago. So information for that will also be posted on our Instagram. And that one will be free. So if you're in New York, it's going to be at the Wing Soho. Please come out to that. It's going to be a very cool event. I hear there might be free wine. What? Are you kidding me? <laughs> you know, I love wine. Look at that. <laughs> yeah. I should have let Drinking it be free wine. Right now. <laughs> also, I did tease that we're going to be putting on an Elward holiday special reading. And by we, I actually mean me and my friend yeah, uh, Naomi Regay. That's you. That's yeah. all you. <laughs> Except. You're going to be reading for the part of Shane. As I was born to do. Yes. So I'm going to be reading Shane. Yes. Gonna, I'll work on it. I'll work on it. It's going to be great. I I fully trust it's going to be good. We have some really fun uh, cast lined up for that. Not actual L word cast, but like people who have been on the podcast who are uh, queer and hilarious, who are going to be reading this script that we have. There's going to be uh, some music. We're, we're planning to go big with this. So that is December 14th at... 7.30, I believe. So, yeah, keep your eyes posted for details on that. Also, our Patreon. That's not an event, but hey, support us over on Patreon so that I can keep tipping out the go-go dancers when I go out and fly too close <laughs> to the sun and then get really, really sick 
for an entire week. If you can't tell, I am miserable right now. Yeah, you really took a hit yeah. for the community. Um. <laughs> it's all for the community. I I get no pleasure from watching these women dance. Um, I do it all for you for research to get the word out on events. And I just need more dollars to to tip these dancers with. No, but really go to Patreon. We have an extra episode every week except this week because I am struggling. So this is the one week we don't have an extra episode, but there are so many extra episodes where we really go off. And sometimes we think it's too much, but the patrons seem to be loving it. We're getting some good feedback. Yeah, love it. I did. I posted that naked, passed out picture of me. If you need something to tide you over till the next Patreon episode, it's there. Also, I love providing. (laughs) Yes, it's a lot of bang for your buck, and and a lot of Melody's butt for your buck. (laughs) Um. Oh, and then also thank you to everybody who reached out to explain spoon theory to us. If you listened to last episode, well, I feel like an idiot, right? Uh, a lot of people yeah it's something that has come from the uh, disability community having to do with spoons uh, equating to effort that you can expel in a given day yes energy so for anybody who heard our listener question last week and was talking about if someone was worth the spoons that's what it has to do with we now know and thank you we love to learn a new thing Thank you for everyone who who used the spoons to educate us. Yeah, that, that did take a, a spoon a person to educate yeah. us. So I want everybody else to save their spoons. No more spoons. Yeah, we, we got a lot. Need to be <laughs> exerted on us. Uh, Carolyn, before your voice goes completely, please. you want to just get your gaze thing out there? I will. I will. You know, because... I finally um, was forced to take a break and stop partying this week. I caught up on TV. And because last week was a trans awareness week, I wanted to watch Always Jane, which is a docuseries on Amazon Prime. And it follows the life of Jane Norrie, who is a Uh, at the time of the filming, a high school student in New Jersey. She's trans and what I really liked about it was that it had this like very optimistic and supportive tone to it. And uh, I feel like a lot of times during trans awareness week, a lot of the content you see can be uh, like focus a lot on some negative and scary statistics. So it's nice to balance that out and seeing the stories of people who do have a support network. Though I imagine it must be hard too to watch it if your family isn't supportive and see how easy it is for this other family to be supportive of their daughter through her transition and um, she's getting um, confirmation surgery and it's it, it's really beautiful. It's very well done. I think it's definitely worth a watch. And maybe it can help parents who are struggling. Like maybe that's what it would take is for somebody to watch this and be like, oh, yeah, maybe it isn't that hard just to love and accept your child for who they are. You know, right? the little things. Okay, I'm bumping that to the top of my list. Yes, yes. It was really, really cool to watch. Um, also, I did... <laughs> This feels like slightly gayer was that I watched all of season two for the morning show 
only for the bisexual Reese Witherspoon storyline. Yeah. So you it. didn't watch season one? You no, went straight? I did, but oh, I okay. wasn't like, I wasn't feeling like I had to watch season two. I wasn't compelled. And it wasn't until one of our patrons in our Facebook group mentioned that Reese Witherspoon gets with uh, Juliana Marquis. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, wow. now you have my attention. Now I finally had the time to watch and really was just watching for that storyline. My assessment is one, the storyline is a much bigger storyline than I thought it would be and spans like most of the season. Two, I'm not sold on them as a couple. Very little chemistry. Mm. Which, are we surprised? Two straight actresses. But I also like to see Juliana Margulies play a power lesbian. So that was fun. The other fun part of it is that uh, I'm watching, and then I get a little bit of a, a peep at a past guest of the pod. Oh, yeah. Samantha Sidley is on the morning show because one of the episodes, they have the Foo Fighters playing on this um, fictional <laughs> morning show, and Samantha's a, a backup singer for the Foo Fighters, and there oh. she is in the background. Hell yeah. I mean, shot. she is fully a member of the Foo Fighters at this point. Yeah, right? <laughs> So I definitely took a picture of it and sent it to her and was like, yay. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I'm going to stop talking. Melody, what's yeah. the gayest thing you did this week? Okay. Well, speaking of trans media, with the word always in it, um, I A big found bucket, out- really. Oh, yeah. Huge. Um, that's actually it, I think. But I donated to a piece of transmedia that doesn't exist yet, but I'm so excited to watch it when it comes out. There is a production in the works, a film called Always Azizem, which will come out in 2022. I found out about it because I follow the star of it, Puya Moseni, a yes. trans actress and activist in New York. I actually met Puya at this Iranian Pride meetup a couple of years ago. I think she's great, so talented, so funny. I want to get her on the podcast, actually. Yes, in, please. <laughs> in my quest to get every Persian queer creative on this I'm not, podcast. I'm not going to fight you on that. Um, yeah, I was excited to see it. It's a love story. It highlights a very underrepresented trans Iranian community. Most of the support, I think all of the supporting cast is Iranian. The team, the filmmakers are all LGBTQIA plus excited. Um, you can definitely help bring this to fruition. The donation link for the film is in Puya's Instagram bio, Puyaland, P-O-O-Y-A-L-A-N-D. Also the Iranian director, Shayan Ebrahim. So looking forward to that. Um, what did I do that was gay this week though? I got, um, oh, last night, Allie and I got manicures together and I, I usually, I get manicures here and there. Um, always short. <laughs> with, Thank you. Yeah. Running into a lot of queer women with long fingernails lately. And I'm like, what's happening here? Oh, no, <laughs> no, none gotta of that. Got to keep extra nail clippers in my pocket. I, I love a good. Yeah, you do. I've heard your stories. Um, <laughs> but I um, Allie had some bad news. She was feeling a little low yesterday. We went and got her nails done. 
And I never really get my nails done with my girlfriend. It's just so it's interesting, like trying to communicate how short I need my nails. That's always like an uphill battle. And then hearing Allie two seats over from me doing it at the same time was so funny. Because like Allie's like, no, I just hear her like I like them short shorter okay no like just shorter than that (laughs) and then i'm trying different tactics like short no it's for my job i uh i work with my hands okay (laughs) like what do you i'm i'm taking suggestions listeners dm me how are we telling nail technicians that we need them at a certain length because I th- they get mad like they everyone they assume you want long luxurious nails but I'm just gonna say just this uncomfortable. here <laughs> to remind me of it later um I work with my hands is <laughs> gonna be merch <laughs> I work with my hands you see I work, if we and can, she's right over there <laughs> what what font goes with that voice also we have holiday Something merch bold. <laughs> oh we do. we do maybe Continue. that'll be a gayest thing for next week I'll yes. buy um some more mind your own heterosexual business t-shirts because I accidentally ripped mine or dyke the halls. Yes. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that was it. Otherwise, look at my eyeliner. This is the most bisexual thing I did this week. I want to show you, Carolyn, in this Zoom. After 32 years, I have finally figured out eyeliner. And by that, I mean winged eyeliner. It is very bisexual to sport a cat eye. Is it? I've come to find, yes. That makes sense. Look at all your favorite bisexuals. Look at, uh, I don't know, Aubrey Plaza. Look at Meg Stalter. Look at at the girls. Yeah. Every bisexual seems to just inherently know how to do a winged eyeliner. I never knew. I never knew how to do eyeliner in general. But look at this. I did it. You did it. I watched some YouTube tutorials. That's my most bisexual thing of the week for you right here. Look at that. (laughs) I even got a little wink out of it. It's great. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. Wait, speaking of winks, we got to get to (laughs) our interview. Yeah. Great winks. A great winker. I just stalked their TikTok. Sexy winks coming from our guest. Yes. Master, (laughs) masterful winks. (laughs) Yeah, for real. Okay. Let's just get to it. This week, we are diking out with Cuppy Bragg, who you know as Cuppy from Tampa Bay's. The docuseries we just cannot get enough of that's streaming right now on Prime Video. She's a Tampa Bay native who puts her career as a trauma nurse on hold to pursue a nurse practitioner's master's degree. She's also the one everyone wants to party with right and you got to recently i did let's do this copy it's so good to see you again i was lucky enough to meet you in orlando but thank you for diking out with us today yes super excited to be here finally (laughs) finally (laughs) oh my god Cuppy, <laughs> I've been waiting for this moment for months. Same. You know, when I found out about the show, I talked about it on this podcast, like the second I know. the PR, like the, and I was <laughs> came in your out. DM that day. <laughs> yes, yes, that day. And I want you to know, I was on my way to Fire Island that day. I was um, with a bunch of lesbians. I was supposed to meet them at a ferry and go on our little gay vacation. You DM'd me and I got so excited that I started DMing with you, gave my girlfriend the 
wrong directions, drove us somewhere way off in Queens. Got, <laughs> we got in a huge fight. It derailed the day. I missed a day of vacation. It was worth it because I love got that. to connect with you. Always causing chaos. I love that for me. Yes. <laughs> My favorite agent of chaos, especially now that I've seen the show. Love it. <laughs> so much has changed since I've last seen you because you hadn't seen the show yet. Oh, and I was trying uh, to get it a out a few of weeks you. ago. It didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now you've seen it. What do you think? How do you feel? Um, I was so impressed by how it was put together. Like I like how it's like weird that I was on it. Cool. Like even just like watching like my friends, like not even that I was on, but like watching my friends on TV, I was like, those are my friends. So it was like weird. And also <laughs> I was watching this shit next to my fucking girlfriend. And I was like, all I talk about is <laughs> first of all, yeah. me and Shiva all over that place. And then it keeps talking about how I'm like emotionally unavailable. And I'm just like, oh. <laughs> right, right. I was going to ask you about that because you are so adamant about how you are not getting into a relationship. Yeah. And I, I mean, how long have you and your girlfriend been together? Because you, you seem pretty, pretty cozy. No, it was like we were like, it's like actually kind of like fresh, like, but like this is lesbian. So we've been together for like, like, a, right. like maybe like talking for like two months, but that's a long time in lesbian years. Yeah. So, which I've, oh, I've for known sure. her for like a while. Actually, I actually like used to hate her lesbian. <laughs> lesbian. Love that for me. Yes. <laughs> Was there anything that you were surprised about in the show? Because I got a sense that you thought that maybe you might come off as as messy or like you might have some bad moments, but I think you came off as great. You are like the fun like peacekeeper, making sure that, you know, the drama uh, isn't getting out of control. So I was, but I don't know how closely you guys were watching episodes one through three, but at the end of those parties, I was like, my body was there, but like nothing else. No one was, <laughs> yeah. like the bathroom scene at uh, the cheeky boat. Like even if in my, in, in my interviews, when you're like, they're like, I'm like talking about the tiki boat and I'm like, apparently there was a fight. Cause like, I don't know. <laughs> Yes, the bathroom. You know, I will say that when I was watching the first few episodes and I had to go back and uh, start rewatching, I was in Orlando and it would be when I came back from the after parties and I'd be hydrating in my hotel room, but very tipsy. I'm like, well, let me watch these screeners now. Oh, so God. yes, there are moments that, that I didn't pick up on that I'm picking up on the second time around. And it's great. It's like crazy <laughs> to watch this again. Like, I only knew what I was filming. So like, I didn't know half of that stuff. Why am I watching a show that I'm on? I'm over here bawling my eyes out and like cracking up. Like I couldn't stop laughing. Like it's funny because like, you think that you know everything that's going on because you're on it and you're filming too. But like, I didn't know anybody else's scenes. Like I was like crying over. I didn't know. I've been friends with Olivia, but I didn't know her like family history. I've watched yeah. it twice, the whole season twice. And I have cried at the same parts every single time. Like it's 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 like weird because like you think you know everything that's going on and like you really like don't. Also, another favorite moment of mine with you, Cuppy, is the car wash. And you really shine in that yeah. scene. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even like that car. I mean, it's funny because like you record for like hours and then like they pick and choose what they want. But like I was told the head, not a headside, but like I knew that that was Summer's parents in the car because I'm like I've like, I've hung out with her parents before. But I knew it was their car. 
And like we were just like having like Haley wash it. <laughs> but I was, they didn't even record, but I was like hanging out in the back of their truck for a solid half an hour. And like people were like spraying me down with freaking like sunblock and shit. And I was like <laughs> talking to them through like the back window of the car. You know, the car wash was fun. And that was at my job. So we kept like running inside to do shots. And oh, shit, okay. That was at Oz. We were like <laughs> running inside to do shots and then like coming back outside and like cleaning. <laughs> like tell me why I said I started off saying I wasn't gonna clean any cars. Me and Haley cleaned like every car there. I don't even know how that happened. Never cleaned a car before. I just can't. <laughs> oh, okay. So the the premiere parties <laughs> were this weekend. Sure were. There were two. There were two. There were two. I can tell you what actually happened. Is that good? Cool. All yes. Right. Yay. Yeah. Give it to us. So they were promoting a Haley and Brianna were promoting a party that Saturday, but they were trying to charge all the cast members like $333 to get in. And then obviously Summer and Marissa weren't going to go because the drama is real. Um, yeah. So I was like, okay, fuck this. Like, let's just be comfortable. Let's do a party on Friday. So we book at a place called Eden on Friday. Summer gets a table because she knows someone that is like close with their fucking own or something like that. I don't know. But we got a table there. I have all these people reaching out because they like know me about ball, how many bottles I need. And then we see Haley and Rana post a post that they're having a party at Eden Friday. We're like, <laughs> so then we're all in a separate, like there's eight of us in a group chat and then like four separate. And I was like, okay, let's, I'm going to text somebody. Don't tell anybody, but at last minute, we're going to say we're going somewhere else. So like they don't follow us there. So I texted Tangra because we filmed at Tangra and I got us a bottle there, got us a table there. And we didn't start promoting that till like the day before. So it was like too late for like the other people to like change their plans and not look stupid. Um, so but we had to like literally like keep it on the low to like be able to like be somewhere in peace. Cause like, I feel like it's like fine, but then like Brianna and Haley were like kind of like poke the bear at like summer. And then, like, she has to, like, look over her shoulder the whole night, and it's not a good time. Like, even at GIW, like, yeah. they were, like, throwing ice at Summer and Jordan. Like, why, bro? We're, I'm 34. It's hot, but, like, I don't need to be, like, making it rain with ice on me right now. Like, it's, like, you do your thing. We'll do our thing. Like, it's cool. You are 34? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to tell IndiaNews.net I know, they keep saying I'm 26. I'm like, I'm like. They say you're 26. Like, I'll take it amazing yeah yeah let's not tell him <laughs> i actually saw the indian news okay. i read that <laughs> okay great <laughs> i was just trying to find your sign yeah. i'm okay. a leo i'm a leo <laughs> and they were getting that wrong oh my God, too. they got that wrong too i'm um july 23rd i'm on the cusp i don't know yeah. this is like the least gayest thing about me i'm a leo leo cancer i don't know what that means but the cancer is like how i for i feel but like everyone else your moon I don't know, whatever. It's the last one in the yeah, whole thing. Yeah, but your son. I'm a, I'm yeah, a Leo, got your son Leo wrong. cancer, but the cancer is like how I feel about myself. The Leo, the, one, yeah. the Leos are the other ones. Okay, thank you for clarifying. I was so confused. Same. You seem more like I was a like, Leo. I'm not a okay, fan. Great. Yeah, no, no. On the show, it's me, Olivia, and Murphy are all Leos. Murphy. Brianna, yeah, I sorry. knew Murphy was Leo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it feels, Cuppy, like you get caught in the middle 
of a lot of things because everyone seems to like you. Nobody seems to have like a, a beef with you. Is is that hard? Well, I tried to stay neutral like the whole time, but like it that shit got so annoying. And like I've discussed before about my anxiety, like it got super annoying and like overwhelming when there's like all this like chaos. So like plans, like our filming plans had to like change because there was a big bro- there was a big fight. Like this is it's very frustrating and like like sucks all like the energy out of you. Like, I don't know, maybe I'm an empath. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That shit was, like, exhausting because you would, like, hear it from both sides. And I understand, well, I understand one side of it. I understand, like, why you don't like to be picked on publicly so you can't have a good time. But, like, it, like, definitely got exhausting through filming to the point where, we're like, can we, like, stop talking about this? Because, like, it's, like, getting, like, we're sick of it. And it, we kept getting told, like, mm-hmm. oh, like, it's just, it's not all about that. It's not all about that, like. They just had to like let them like hash it out, and I guess they never like hashed it out. So, but. yeah, it was exhausting. Well, yeah, seems exhausting. Well, before we get into anxiety and our topic to dike out about, we do have to ask you what is the gayest thing you did this week? The gayest thing I did this week was probably going to the Tampa Bay's premiere with my girlfriend to hang yeah. out with my ex girlfriend and then run into two of my other ex girlfriends. <laughs> Love it. One of, one of your ex-girlfriends being one of the Tampa Bay's, Marissa. right? Or do you not consider Okay, Marissa, yeah. How long were you two together we for? We were like on and off. We were kind of like weekend girlfriends. Like yeah. We were like it was like it was never like I met her mom like once. She met my mom once on accident. Like it was not like a serious relationship. I was in like nursing school and like yeah. all over the place. Well, I mean, yeah, that's that's pretty gay. Um, I wasn't sure if it was going to be that you were watering uh, your plant that isn't real. Yeah, it's right there. Uh, another fun. I, f- okay. I'm pretty confident that it's, it still looks the same. So I don't think that it's. <laughs> you, wait, we still don't know. I missed that. Was that a story or something I missed? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Can't believe I missed in. one. Been stalking you all so hard. Um, <laughs> you watered a fake. I'm pretty. I we're not sure if it's real or fake. It might. I've been watering this, this plant. I'm still, I'm still to this day watering it, by the way. Um, I definitely have a real one outside, <laughs> but it just looks the same as it's always looked. Okay. <laughs> it's pretty gay. Yeah. You know, Actually, so that feels very bi. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that feels, right. it feels like something I would do. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Anxiety. Anxiety. That, huh. I know that, that game. comes up. Yeah. <laughs> it comes up on the, on the show and, uh, you know, choosing to be on a on a reality show when you have a lot of anxiety it was a lot it's funny because like um i didn't have anxiety for the longest time and then like after covid i mean i had a lot of shit go down at once like a tornado hit my house was going through a breakup oh was God. moving yeah like it actually hit my house um just like a bunch of shit and then all of a what? sudden <laughs> like what <laughs> sorry i'm clearly from the north too so i'm just like these so these happen no that's very ignorant no, i don't I'm think so it's sorry. no it's not supposed to happen and that was when i was living in orlando it's yeah. like when i like okay. first week i moved to orlando my house got hit by a tornado as i was going through a breakup like it was just like a lot <sighs> and i was on like um the floor at the hospital which was super stressful and then all of a sudden i just started having anxiety attacks where like i thought i was dying like every single day like my anxiety attacks were like giving me like heart attack um I'm starting to stress out. We're giving me like heart attack, like <laughs> symptoms every single day. But I, I couldn't leave the house for a while. I ended up leaving the hospital for mental health reasons. Cause I like was like freaking out. I got on. Right. Um, I started doing therapy. Actually, it's so funny. I was just listening to your podcast with Shiva and one of your ads was uh better health. 
which is the yeah. app that I was using for my anxiety at first. And then I switched over to um, who I was speaking to um, on the show. But it, it became like an everyday thing. Like I would go out socially and out of nowhere, I would have an anxiety attack. Like where my friends were like aware that they could like, they could look at me and tell that I was having an anxiety attack, even if I was just like standing there quietly. I'm not a very quiet person. Um, but I started <laughs> doing therapy. Then I got on medication and then I've been trying to like get off the meds now, but I'm still doing the therapy. But it's like, I, I would not wish anxiety on anybody like ever like not even like my work i don't have a work that me, but like i would not wish that on anybody to constantly feel like you're like dying and then it's like never ending is like real and i feel like a lot of people don't really they're ashamed they're ashamed of having anxiety or like people like talk it down like oh it's just all in your head like but no my heart is at 125 right now i just called that ambulance right i think that i'm i literally think that i'm dying right now it's it is real and i think that it's kind of like shit on that's like that's one of the biggest things that i wanted to talk about on the show and kind of like why i like was set in stone like yes i yes i am gonna do the show because i want to be heard on that despite it being very like nerve-wracking for me to like be on the show because of anxiety yeah right obviously yeah catch 20 it gives you anxiety but we are so appreciative of it we being me people who have anxiety like we need that representation i've had a lot of good feedback about other people having anxiety and being like ashamed to say it like it's like i was embarrassed by it at first like i wouldn't like talk about it and then i felt like you know what you kind of fucking have to like you kind of like need to i feel like the more people that talk about it the more acceptable that it is i started watching reality tv like when i knew i was going to be on the show and I was watching um, another reality show and like someone started touching on it. And I was like, good, finally, people that are like in the public eye are talking about it. So it's going to be more accepted. Like, I feel like just talking about your mental health out loud and it being more OK, it's going to like I think it's, it's going to sound crazy. But I think like suicide rates are going to go down a bunch of it's, I think it's going to help a lot of people to like make yeah. make it like make therapy be OK, because I feel like therapy is like frowned upon. And I think that my first freaking therapy session like was like life changing for me for yeah. sure and i i think too like with your your personality from what people see on the show people might be surprised to be like oh she looks like she's having fun she's outgoing like how can someone like that have anxiety but you do mention that you know sometimes you would drink to cope with the anxiety and I think that's a thing for a lot of people right. that we don't recognize the people in our own lives and the people in our own circles um, that they struggle with anxiety because you go out with them and you're like oh they're always a, a fun time they're having a blast they're letting loose but sometimes that's just to like mask oh yeah these, no, like, like horrible feelings yeah. even like on the tiki boat Mel and I were like me and Mel got so hammered on that damn boat because they were arguing over that. We didn't even really know what they were arguing about. We just like started like chugging drinks. The margarita funnel. Yeah. It was like the smallest tiki boat of my whole life. And we're just like stuck. And like, I don't <laughs> do well with like, especially when I'm having anxiety with like loud noises and people yelling. Yeah. You can't do that. That's a big trigger so we, for me. So we like literally were like just drinking over in the corner. And then finally we're like, fuck this. Let's go chill in the bathroom. That bathroom was, you guys don't even understand. That bathroom was like a bucket. <laughs> with like a toilet seat and like a like a trash bag so like it made it even like more amazing inside the bathroom but and like the lock situation was weird but, yes but anyways back to yeah. like the drinking for inside i feel like i feel like a lot of times like my social inside like i like love going out i love making plans and like going out and hanging out with my friends but like usually like i'm usually like 
until I like my first drink in where I can like be kind of comfortable. And I usually like, like to go places that I know like the bouncers are like security or people there. So I like feel safe in that environment too, because of, I get anxious. Yeah. Do you get anxiety? Absolutely. Really bad anxiety. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. The worst, like literally every single time I drink now, it's kind of annoying. I feel like the whole yeah. uh, the filming of the whole show. I feel like I had anxiety the whole time, like like the whole time. Even I was kind of quiet the day of the Pride Parade. I had my my gay guy friends come in town the night before, so they're like, "Let's go out," and I was like, "Yeah." All of us got hammered. I had my friend over the house giving us IVs that morning that we had to do the Pride Parade, and we're in the sun all day. At one point, I was like Ugh. literally. It was me and Shiva ducked down under umbrellas on the boat, just sitting like this, like fanning ourselves with ice down our tops because we were like overheating and hung over. Of course, they didn't show that, though. But like it was like yeah. I had like I was having anxiety the whole day on that fucking float. And like we were in the heat for hours and like no alcohol yes. was helping. And again, stuck on a boat with people that like don't get along anymore. I love that. Oof. Yeah. Perfect storm. Right. Can I ask, anxiety, is that an anxiety hangover or anxiety caused by hanging out with people? Okay. (laughs) It's the next day being being hungover and feeling extra anxious. I like the other term, though, too. We need to think of a new word for that. Anxiety from hanging out with certain people, because that's a real thing, too. (laughs) Yes. But no, anxiety from, like, drinking. I think just, like, everything in your, all your, like, chemicals in your brain are, like, trash and you're dehydrated. And you're like, oh, my God, what did I do? Like, imagine yeah. waking up in your bed naked and you're on a tiki boat filming with a freaking... I had, like, a piece of the mic stuck in my... Sh- well, I, I, no, I had a sports bra. Because I, I had a piece of the mic stuck in my top still. And I was like, how did I get home last night? <laughs> yeah, that's got to be a whole other level. Like, I've had anxiety, but I've never been like, what did I do on television? I know. That's why I was so scared. I had totally stuck to my sandal on fucking television. Leaving the, the bathroom on the, on the tiki boat. I can't. But honestly, I, that's what I was worried. I was most worried about how I looked on camera with that. And then also I told you guys that I had started, uh, I started medicine for my anxiety. So I like gained 10 pounds from that, like while filming, like before, like right before filming. And I was like, oh my God, am I going to look like a way I don't want to look on camera? <laughs> like, so I like had that going on too. You look great. But it was just like, yes. it was just a lot. Like, but the, my biggest thing was like, maybe for like season two, I will do my best to not black out on camera. It's just really hard not to black out on camera when everyone's like fighting and screaming and you're just like, like Rumpelmans. <laughs> Rumpelmans, oh my yeah, God. You're really putting Rumpelmans on the map. Dude, no, uh, we need I think a lot of people. We need to ban Rumpelmans from season two. It's a hundred proof. Yeah. We're going to ban it. Wow. So there's going to be a Rumpelmans ban for season two if we get a season two. A word I haven't heard in a long time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Fortunately for you, Cuppy, there's enough reality TV where people have been a lot worse in terms of drinking on camera that I think just by comparison to me, you seemed fine. I was like, like, you know, I'm watching like Sonia Morgan on Housewives just making a a fool of herself. I just kept thinking of Snooki. Yeah. (laughs) If there's a scene and you see me say, I feel that there's nobody home. That's like my go-to. Like that's my like. I have no idea what you're saying. I have no idea what's going on. I'm just trying to survive right now. Go-to term. I feel that. I, I feel that. 
<laughs> and I heard me say it on the boat, and I was like, oh, shit. Like, and it was, like, early. It was, like, <laughs> mid-fight. And I was, like, standing next to Brianna, and I was like, oh, shit. Like, that's early. <laughs> we were on there for, like, a couple hours after that. Yeah. Uh, that makes sense, though, that, like, there is some a lot of drinking normally on reality shows, but there is also a lot of screaming and fighting on reality shows. And screaming and fighting is a trigger for a lot of people with anxiety. So yeah. then you drink to cope. And it's, like, this yeah. cycle. And you have me, Mel, and Jordan have really bad anxiety. So it's, like, a third of the yeah. cast. Yeah. Cool. Right. You shut down, like... My girlfriend's family, they're Southern. They scream a lot, even when they're not fighting, but they fight a lot. <laughs> but like, you know, like the screaming really makes me like drink out of anxiety. And I'm constantly blacking out at Christmas for this oh, reason. No. So I can't imagine yeah, being in a fight or situation like that where I'm actually a participant. Like I would be yeah, blacked and there, out. And there's the like no like leaving. My see, that's my thing is like if I'm like mildly starting to have anxiety and someone's like loud, I feel like it's like amplified. So it like makes it even worse. But like my fa- or my dad's side of the family, my stepmom's Italian, so like that household's like always just loud in general. So like sometimes I'll have to be like, eh, yeah. back away a little. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's big give week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free. And when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. I mean, but you're also coming out of such a crazy time with COVID. Like, as a nurse, were you, was it you working on a COVID floor or Um, someone else? I know we had a few nurses. uh, Marissa worked on a COVID floor still. Okay. Jordan is a, I think she does critical care for cardiac. She's a travel nurse and I did trauma. I'm not working right now as a nurse though. I'm in um, nurse practitioner school. Oh, nice. I'd imagine even if you weren't working a COVID floor though, that changed the whole, the whole game, right? Everybody who comes in. Well, what's happening is they're taking regular floors and turning that, they're taking floors, turning them into COVID units, but 
the patients that were going to those other, the original floors have to go somewhere else. So every other floor is getting like freaking just like rammed with patients. So like you'd be taking like four patients when you should be taking two patients kind of thing. So it's kind of like an mm-hmm. unsafe environment. Can't really finish all of your assignments. Like I just, it was extremely overwhelming. And I can't imagine it being on like an actual COVID floor, but it's like my floor alone. I was getting patients that I had I'm used to trauma, but we were getting patients that we're not used to getting because there's nowhere else to put them because of those other floors got taken to become a COVID unit. Yeah. And I don't think people are realizing yes. that. Mm-mm. I mean, it, it seems like how could anyone in that position not, have anxiety i don't know (laughs) it's like super in in that kind of an environment yeah that that's so much stress and like literal trauma literally it just it's like weird to like think about it but like i've been a nurse for a while now like five or six years and i never like bring it home like i always like i can have a stuff go down that's like unreal on my on my floor for the day and then go home and be able to like leave the hospital go to the gym and be fine I was very good at like turning it off, but like it got to the point where it was just like so overwhelming. And I described it as I literally feel like I was trying to dig myself out of a hole for my 12 hour shift, like the whole time just trying to get up to where I'm supposed to be with my patients. And then I ended up taking it home and it was like affecting like my home life. And I kind of started shutting everybody else out or like taking it out on everybody else. That was like the time, like when my anxiety got really, really bad. And I was like, kind of like not leaving my bedroom, not wanting to leave my house not even wanting to go to the grocery store, like having, I would like think about going to the gym. I would get dressed and be like, eh, I don't think I need to leave. Something's going to happen if they go to the gym. Like it got to the point where I was like, I was having such bad anxiety attacks. It sounds dumb, but like I went to the hospital twice thinking I was having a heart attack. I called 911 thinking I was having anaphylactic shock for no reason. Like I was fine. It just, it was like literally all in my head, but it was giving my body like symptoms. I was like, yeah, it shit, shit was wild. Like, I don't even, it sounds like so dumb to say it out loud now. Cause like I'm not experiencing no, that not at stuff all. now, but like, I know like when I have mentioned to people, they're like, Oh my God, I've gone through that too. So yeah, I, I don't think that sounds weird. Yeah. You really think you're dying. Like, yeah, yeah like I wear a Fitbit and, um, I looked at it once when I was having an anxiety attack and it was, it was as if I was like sprinting for oh, yeah. like 10 minutes. Like it was like oh, up to like 200, right. you know, like once it starts like festering it, in your mind and it like only gets worse and it like kind of takes over. But it, I was, again, I was living in Orlando for a year, but I was still working at Oz in uh, Clearwater. So over by Tampa. So I was driving two hour or like an hour and a half to work. Like once I only bartend once a week, once a week. And like, I'm surprised I didn't lose my job. I called out so many times. I like physically just couldn't make the drive. So I was like, I'm going to have a heart attack on the way there. Like, where's the nearest hospital? Like, I'm not going to make it like was going through my head. But like, I've like, my therapist has like taught me ways to like, kind of like talk myself down, like breathing techniques. And then like certain like other techniques, like just to like try to like distract yourself from your anxiety attacks. I'm pretty good at like talking myself down. Now I just like usually like need a second like alone. Yeah. Yeah. The, the physical symptoms of anxiety are are so real. And I remember I got COVID right at the beginning of lockdown, but 
I didn't know if it was COVID or anxiety about getting COVID because right. I'm like in, in New York hearing the ambulances go by. I'm having trouble breathing. I can't even imagine. I'm not feeling well. Um, and then but I know I can't go and get a test. And, and that was just making me spiral and go crazy because I'm like, I think I have COVID. But also this is mimicking like just a lot of anxiety and I don't, and it wasn't until I like lost my sense of smell that I was like, huzzah, now I know (laughs) that it's COVID. I freaking, I had made, when I had COVID, I had made a tuna salad. I made tuna salad like a week before, but it was in the fridge still. And I was like eating it and I was like, oh, it's still good. And I was like, oh shit. I can't. can't, Oh no, no, that's so weird. I can't taste the smell anymore. I'm really, <laughs> I was like, I was like, feeling, like, you know, when you eat something and it's bad and you kind of feel a little nauseous, I was getting that feeling and I was like, oh, I can't right, eat, dang. I can't taste or smell anything. And then you go through that panic of like smelling everything and it's like, there's nothing. Right. But right, right. I went to the because I had, um, I had, I got COVID like the first like week of COVID. But for you, I can't imagine like being in New York because even in the last time I went to New York, I was having anxiety and I was like, I don't know how I'm going to get to a hospital in time if something bad happens here because, like, a lot of traffic and I don't know where the hospitals are. Like, how do they get there in time? I don't know. So I had yeah. anxiety about that. That's still a mystery. <laughs> it's, I, I still know, don't really know. Not to give you anxiety, but... <laughs> Well, I'm getting anxiety right now. No, no I'm not. No. But, like, thinking about the... Um, I actually took an anti-anxiety before this recording in case I started getting anxious talking about my anxiety. Great. Um, So I'm feeling fine. I completely forgot about the incessant sirens like that. Like, yeah, yeah. Never ending sirens. I can only imagine. It was very dystopian. I was dating a girl whose uh, brother lives in New York. So we were like getting all the information from him and it was like nuts. I can't even imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy times. Yeah, I, we're all just traumatized. I think <laughs> like, I feel like we're still like wrapping our heads around this. So I can't. I mean, Florida's different. Like we were kind of like it's kind of like been like a free for all, right? But like everywhere else, I can't even imagine like living and like being on lockdown. We were on lockdown for like maybe a solid like three weeks. Other than that, like stuff started opening up. We just had to like wear a mask like every second. Mm-hmm. You guys were locked down for a long time. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 <laughs> From restrictions, but also I feel like there was more like, um, like shame, <laughs> like, or just like, you know, like, like from your community, like people were like, you'd be judged more too, even if like things were open, like people weren't trying to go to them. Oh, oh yeah. For sure. well, even now, <laughs> even here, like, they're like, oh, you're from Florida. And everyone was like, I've heard, I've gotten a lot, not a lot. I've gotten some hate um, about us like filming during COVID. I was like, no. Try being on reality TV and having your makeup done and being hot as balls out and you have to wear a mask every single time that the camera's not rolling. And getting freaking yeah. my freaking nose like railed every day. I would like to know, Amazon Prime, why was I the 7 a.m. appointment every single day for Julio to come freaking stick a thing up? Why was I COVID tested at 7 a.m.? I work one day a week and I was raging every other day. And I was like the first stop. <laughs> No, I'm sorry. Marissa was the first stop at the hospital because she was there like early as hell. But I was like the 7 a.m. COVID test. So like there's some times where I'm like, did I get COVID tested today? I don't even remember because he was, he would, I'd be like hungover or drunk still. And he would like just show up and I'd have to like go downstairs 
get COVID tested literally every day. Like they were so strict. I hope we get a season two so I can like sit inside and not sweat my balls off. I was going to say that they made a lot of the events outside or a lot of the the filming things that you were doing, like the softball game, being out on on the boat, hanging out in the park, the car wash. Like it, if you're watching the, the show, most of it takes place outdoors in the sun. Yeah, like <laughs> April through June in Florida. It was like 90 out and I had a freaking pack, a hot mic pack on my back. Oh, that so I was like hot. profusely sweating. I was like, that was nothing I was scared. I was like, I'm not going to be all sweaty on TV. All, half the time I had like, when I was like, when I was doing my interview, I'm probably going to call by Melissa. And when I was doing my interview, um, my um, therapy session, I had a freaking ice pack. I was like sitting there talking. I was like, guys, I have to get an ice pack because I'm dying. <laughs> not to mention there's like eight people around you watch you be emotional and like open up to your therapist but i was sitting on an ice pack for that <laughs> it was yeah so would hot. sweat from that alone having a <laughs> audience for therapy like please right um, <laughs> just give me a season two so i can like like go inside <laughs> please yeah yes. people don't realize how much goes into filming during uh covid no uh, we had like oh, co- sure. we had like covid bands and stuff like if, yeah. we, if we got to um, a place early and they were, they were super strict, like the plastic in between only a certain amount of people were allowed in at a time. Like they were like super strict, which was nice. Cause we all, I mean, I was sick all through filming, but I had like a cold and I was like on antibiotics the whole time. I shouldn't have been drinking, but um, they were like super, super strict with COVID, which I know they needed to be, but like just give us a season two so I can like eat inside. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, we uh, we want to see you all in your fullest forms. Right. Um, but yes. I think it does speak to how entertaining you are that it was an entertaining first season with all the restrictions. Before we yes. started filming, I was like, how are we going to go out in Tampa and like in Ebor and like have our friends not come up and say hi to us while filming? Because like if I go anywhere in Ebor, someone's going to come up and say at least one person's going to come up and say hi to me. So like we weren't allowed to interact with anybody while we were filming because of that. And I was like, well, this is looking real not natural at all, but. I just want to give a quick uh, PSA right now for anybody who is listening and they have yet to leave a five-star review on prime video for Tampa Bay's do it. I left mine yesterday. We want a season two. Yes, please. Yeah. I need to be inside doors. I have a question. Would it give you anxiety if I went as you for Halloween next year? No, but how big are your boobs? <laughs> They're pretty big. Okay. They're double Ds. I just okay, good. Oh, I would, it would be like, great. I just got measured. I'm a 36 <laughs> double D. I got measured. I was like, I haven't worn a real bra in a while. And I saw some girl with fake boobs on Instagram with with a real bra. And I was like, oh my God, what kind of bra is that? Because I can't wear them. And then I just bought my first bra for the first time in like oh four God. years. Yeah. But yeah. Congrats. Yeah, I would need like a super push up. <laughs> situation but i want to get the hair i want yeah okay good oh yeah (laughs) we like to dress up as our guests i love halloween so (laughs) i love that melody already claimed you (laughs) how has your uh anxiety like manifested in your uh relationships is that something that your partner has have to be like aware of and um they definitely have to be aware of it it's been like fine so far i think a lot of the the people that i've dated like since this has been going on with me have been very like catering to it but sometimes it's like almost like too catering because it's like i'm like really big on like not like wanting help from anybody so like if i'm having mm-hmm. anxiety i just kind of like want to like just give me a minute i'm gonna go over here for a second i'll be right back and if you're like man i'm anxiety let me are you okay 
that like makes me have more anxiety. So like, yeah, I've had to like talk to people and be like, I just like I'm not trying to be rude, but like I just need some space. I went to EDC Vegas and I was having anxiety there because mm-hmm. like Jesus Christ, but it's like nuts there. But I was having anxiety at one point and my girlfriend tried to like come around and like be in front of me and like touch me. And I was like, I just need to like not be touched and just like, I just need a moment and I'll be good, but I'm not being rude. I think like sometimes it comes off as I'm like being rude and it's not, I'm just trying to like survive this moment. But mm-hmm, like yeah. other than little, like once my girlfriend's like learned me, I, and like how I like function while having anxiety, I think it's like been fine, but no one's been like shitty about it or like annoyed or weirded out by it. It's like more so like, understanding of it which is nice yeah because i i wouldn't say like i don't have um severe anxiety like i don't get panic attacks i'm not um, medicated for it but but i do get anxious easily and especially when it um comes to um you know what i do comedy i produce shows and stuff and when it's like a show day my wife it's like so hard for her to be around me because she absorbs like all of the anxiety and I'm like trying to figure out ways so that doesn't happen um, because it's like there's no place for it to go and it just she sucks it all in and, and feels it and I'm like oh I hate to bring you here with me and there's like nothing you can do about it like I don't I mean I'm, there, I'm sure there is yeah well, like, I feel like I've kind of experienced the same thing right now like because my girlfriend now has like some anxiety and I've like noticed like my anxiety like ping-ponging off her and I'm like oh shit yeah right <laughs> now now I yeah. gotta like, help you and I'm just like dying I don't know how to do it I'm, yeah. I'm still trying to figure out how to deal with that I know me too my girlfriend and I both have anxiety so if yeah guys sound off <laughs> if we yeah, have any anxiety anxiety couples who can give us some tips and tricks for that no seriously because it's very real I'll, I'll take them because I need it yeah sometimes it feels like my browser when I'm online always has at least 20 tabs open and that's how my mind feels when I'm really anxious so it's like there's all these tabs of like all the things that could go wrong or could happen and then I'm just trying to like close one at a time and then I'm like I just need to find my wife tab and keep that one open and be present and close the other ones or else I'm just like what about this what about this what about this so hard that's like me too it's like I'm like someone that like I will plan for like what could possibly go wrong in this situation. And like, I'll have all these like responses of how to fix that problem, even though the problem is not here yet and probably is not going to happen. So my mind is like 10 steps ahead of me. And I think like that makes me even more anxious. I've been like working on trying to like, just be present and do what's in front of me, but it's very hard, especially with this premiere. I feel like I'm like all over the place. Like I, my girlfriend was here um, the other day and I'd be like, I'm like trying to respond to people because like, I'm getting a bunch of DMs about mental health. Like, and I'm not going to leave those ones like untouched. Like I have to respond to those. So it's like, I'm trying to hang out with her, trying to watch the damn show. Also like trying to be on my phone and responding to people. So it's like, I'm like, then I have freaking, um, our guys like setting up all my like interviews and stuff in my email. So it's like, I feel like because of the, the premiere of the show, it's like a lot, but I surprisingly haven't had, I've been like, I guess not really here. I've just kind of been like just doing it. So I haven't had the time actually to have anxiety this week, which is nice. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I mean, that that's something that I like. I'm like, if I fill my schedule enough, I won't have to feel anything. So that's how I think <laughs> I've been living my whole life. Because I used to when I 
I like yeah. lately I've been not really busy. Well, I mean, it was filming and in school, but I'm used to like working at the hospital three days a week and then bartending a day of the week. And then also going to the gym six days a week and keeping a relationship alive. That's my normal. Like I'm usually like, like all over the place. <laughs> and my therapist was even like, yeah, you stay that busy. You don't have time to have anxiety. And when you don't have everything going on, you're anxious. And I was like, huh, you're freaking right. I don't like it. But you're right. Yeah. <laughs> and I've been like living life like that for the, like the longest time this past year. I've only been working one day a week, like since leaving the hospital and with school. So I think I've had like more time and more availability to have anxiety attacks. So <laughs> that's great. Yeah. My anxiety finds a way. <laughs> I was trying to figure out what <laughs> mine feels like when you were talking about the tabs. I don't mind. Not like I like I say yes to everything to keep busy, hoping it won't come through but it, it does immediately after i say yes and the doom mine's doom i don't know about like there's like different i want to try to figure out if we can talk about how it feels like and i think we did a good job but i think there's other types of uh, there, anxiety I think, feelings i think a lot sure. of people feel different uh, things i know i get like really bad anxiety like when i was planning for this freaking premiere party they're like what time and i was like oh i don't like the schedule stuff <laughs> having something on my schedule freaks me out like a time frame freaks me out. Like if I have to, I don't like workout classes. I don't like to be somewhere at a specific time because I start freaking out. And then like, I'm like planning two hours ahead. I don't like to be late. And then I'm like ready, like an hour early. I just, that and that just thinking I'm having anxiety, just thinking about it. <laughs> so like, I know that's a trigger for me too. Like having to be somewhere at a certain time gives me anxiety. And I think that's half yeah. the reason I was telling you guys, I was having anxiety about having to get to work after like an hour and a half drive. Like, am I gonna make oh, yeah. it in time? I have to be there. I don't have time to stop. Like, if I have anxiety, I, have, I don't have time to stop. I have to get there, and I think that that just gives me more anxiety. Do you think your fan is like a part of like a coping mechanism, or just I already it's knew just we were hot in Florida? Yeah. Or <laughs> so I saw somebody ask Jordan this, and she like tagged me in it, and so. It's originally because like when I get anxious, I, I get hot. Like my whole body will like, I'm like a, yeah. a heater. I get hot. So I think that, but like now it's like, if I go out and I don't have my fan in my purse, even if I don't need it, I like start freaking the fuck out. Like I start freaking out. And so now I feel like it's like my security blanket. Like even just like, I had to like have it in my hand. Like when I was doing all my confessional interviews, like with the screen behind us, I was like, I literally like had it in my hand, just like touching it. Cause they wouldn't let me like use it because of it that made noise oh, on the yeah, mic of the sound, but like, mm -hmm. I was like, just like holding it to have it like in my hands. So it's like a security. Like, yeah, that's very point. real. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My grandma had that too. She always had to be like holding onto it. Oh, and it's like weird. Like I swear to you, if I don't have like, when we first got to our party on Friday night, my fan broke cause somebody grabbed it, which I hate when people grab my fan. Cause it's not like that. It's not like, no, it's, not, rude. it's not like a clacking fan. Like this isn't a clacking fan. You can't just like, right. And yeah. then when they grab it, they're like, Bruh, and then it breaks. And then I like was panicking. And then I went to the upstairs bathroom and the bathroom lady had one. And I was like, love you. But I, <laughs> oh, nice. I was starting to have anxiety. Wow. Restroom attendant coming through. Right. So it's definitely like now it's like a security thing for me, for sure. Love it. What are some other coping mechanisms? You said you're you're on medication, but you're looking to get off of it. Do you mind explaining why? Um, well, I'm on it. It's a it's an antidepressant and anti anxiety. I'm on it for obviously that 
I was having anxiety attacks every single day, which I don't have them every day now. I, they break through every once in a while, but I don't have them every day like I was. But I'm wanting to get off of it because of it's known for like weight gain. And I've like literally put on 10 pounds while being on it. Um, but mm-hmm. I obviously wanted to wait to try to like get off of it until after the show premiere. <laughs> this shit. Yeah. It's yeah. so stressful. <laughs> but it's, I just don't want to be on it for, for that long. And also like you're not supposed to drink on it because um, it makes you a lightweight and that's probably why I'm like blacking out on Amazon Prime on international <laughs> TV yeah yeah um, and also like my medication has a bunch of side effects when you um, mix it with certain things so like I have to right, avoid a lot right. of stuff and a lot of different like I can't take any cold medicine because it doesn't mix so I did, and I'm just yeah. I'm a, I want to try to like get through my anxiety and all that with therapy and lower the dose and get off of it and eventually just be able to just do therapy and be cool. Yeah. I mean, I know like for my wife, um, with her medication, she, she knows that she needs it. Um, but she's like, I wish I could be off of it because it, there's an anxiety of like, what if something happened and like, I couldn't get my medication anymore. And like, Girl. Oh, like yeah. that that's another anxiety. I've yeah. Been there and it's yeah. right, right. With oh, like yeah. like insurance problems or something mm-hmm. like that. And then all of a sudden you're like cold turkey off your medicine and your life goes into to chaos over uh, prescription. When yeah. I was, when I was just in Vegas, we ended up like we got there. This keeps happening. We got there and I was like, let's stay an extra day. And they were like, Yeah. And then I was like, looking at my medicine bottle, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> I only had like one <laughs> one pill left in there and I was like I got to go to the store <laughs> and get more because nobody wants to deal with that it gets like there's like TikTok videos about people getting like the zaps from like getting off I'm on Lexapro but um you get like I get really bad the zaps at, are real yeah and like I just can't I don't want to go through that and then like be weird all day because of I didn't have my medication like that gives me anxiety but I'm also prescribed um, Xanax for like a breakthrough medication and like, if I don't have that on, even if I don't, I don't, I rarely take that, but if I don't have it on me, yeah, anxiety, same with, I have like mild asthma. I'll, ha- I'll have trouble breathing like once every like six months. Right. But if I don't have my inhaler in my purse at all times, I start having a full blown panic attack, even though I'm not going to need it. It's like the most bizarre thing. Like I have to have my inhaler and Benadryl with me at all times. I don't have any allergies that I need Benadryl, but like I have just in case. <laughs> I think that's a real thing too. Like you always think that you're going to like all of a sudden be allergic to something and not be able to breathe. So like, I have to have my Benadryl. I'm basically just stunning nuts here. It's fine. (laughs) Are you a bag lady then? Do you have a big purse? I don't. I usually have like a fanny pack, but I'll have like in my, in my, I have actually a purse right now, but it's like this big, but I'll have, I have like my little inhaler and then I'll have like a Benadryl and like a Xanax in there. But like if I don't, oh, nice. if I use that stuff when I'm out and I don't replenish the Xanax, I'm a train wreck. So <laughs> I think fun. sometimes, I mean, depending on, on your type, but I think one of the perks of um, being a lesbian is that your partner can carry your stuff sometimes. Like whether like maybe they're not femme, but they have, you know, cargo pockets um, or they're femme and you're like, put this in your purse. At least, I don't know. Is that relatable? I do that to my wife. Uh, I'm like, no, you should bring a purse tonight. Yeah, carry my stuff. I'm <laughs> Allie and I switch off. <laughs> yeah, I need to start doing that, but I feel like I don't trust anybody with my shit. Um, so like I, <laughs> I also like, I have to have my compact, my fan, my inhaler, and my little pill container with my Xanax and my Benadryl on it. 
So like that doesn't really fit in pockets, but the fanny packs are like in like the front fanny packs. Like where they Yes, I'm so, so glad like, fanny packs are in. Can we put mm-hmm. my shit in there? I, I just hate I don't like stuff. I like to have think about it. I have my fan and my drink. I don't have space for anything right. else. <laughs> so like I have to like either have a fanny pack or a bag, but I'm usually like the purse person. But then I'll get like cranky when someone puts their shit in my purse. It's like I have just the right amount of space in this little guy. So like right. your stuff's not going to fit in here. You should have planned that accordingly. That's the you problem. <laughs> but I definitely, I'm the purse person. I'm the bag lady. Yeah. Bag lady. Okay. We talked about what you do to cope with anxiety. Can we say things you don't do like things to steer clear of? I mean, you're on the show now. Are you avoiding Twitter? Are you reading things you might be tagged in, but not searching for things? Or are you just like open to it all? Um, I was open to it all. I'm still, so I was open to it all. Then I was like, and then I'm open to it all again. So I've only seen a, a few negative comments about me. Somebody called me trans, which is, I have a lot of trans friends. I think it's because I have like big boobs and I'm like, I like more muscular. And obviously my voice is like weird, but I've gotten called trans and I've gotten called fat. And I was like, I obviously DM'd the person that called me fat because I was like, hey, I'm usually really fit, but like I was on antidepressants and now I can't get this weight off. So I think I made her feel bad. But like I sent it, I was like crying about it to like Summer. It's so funny. I feel like Summer's being portrayed this way because of the whole Haley and Brianna thing. But like I sent like, I was like, Summer, I'm sending you like a nude right now. Like it's kind of like a nude. Don't worry about it. It's just warning you. And I sent her a picture of me like naked almost like covering stuff. Like, and I was like, I don't think I'm like fat. I think I'm just like bigger up top. And she was like, bitch, put this as your background of your phone right now. So you can see that you're a bad bitch and you're fine. And stop, ig- ignore the trolls. They're just trolls. Like she gave me like a yeah, pop yeah. talk. And I've been like fine ever since. And I've been like, I actually haven't seen any other negative comments <clears throat> since having the conversation with Summer about it. I stopped reading it because of those. I had a meltdown and then I was fine again. So now I'm like, I've been reading yeah. them and like responding. Because I want to respond to people and I want to like see like the good and like remember that there's like right. people that are everyone someone's always going to say something negative but like now I'm back to like reading shit it's just it's getting it's been overwhelming and I've had like stuff going on like I've had like my girlfriend here or like today I had a lash appointment or I have like a podcast or I'll have like work so I'm like slowly trying to like read and like get back to people so I feel like if they're like reaching out to me I feel like they deserve a response you know like they're taking the time out of their day so I want to do the same I yeah. love that you responded to the troll because it, like they don't expect that. I don't think like no. they don't. The, it's and, like, and it's also not about you. It's it's about them. Right. If, if they're if they're feeling like they need to do that, then there's something like that they hate about themselves right. for them to reach out to you and send a message. And like why? And it was funny because the one the person why? yeah the person that called me fat was like this like bodybuilder person, and I like I do fitness training, and I'm typically a fit person. Yeah. I just I told you like the. Lexapro has done whatever, but like I was like messaging like as a fitness trainer, like someone that's like into fitness, I would never like come at somebody that way. So it was like kind of like yeah, mind blowing. Right. And then she was like, "Well, why are you a public figure?" And I was like, "Not really a public <laughs> figure. I'm like on a reality show that just like posted." But like, I don't know why I'm doing this. It's on my phone, so- but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that person just wanted to be a public figure. I, I think so. <laughs> yeah. I think so. Yeah. I think they're just a jealous. jealous. Yeah. Outside of the show, though, do you find that 
like, have you always been very on social media and does that trigger anxieties in terms of like FOMO or like feeling like you have to present a certain way or whatever? Yeah. Cause you had a big following before the show. Yeah. Um, no, I've, I've never really had a negative, nothing really negative has ever happened like on my page before. Like I had some like negative stuff with like my ex, like where her, my ex-girlfriends, ex-girlfriends, like friends were like, blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, walk. I'm like really good about like tuning it out. But then like had an issue or like had anxiety about like anything online or just like some of the stuff will like I let get to me with the show. But like other than before the show, I was like, I've never had any like hate or any like drama. If there was like hate, I would just like block it. But I think this week has just been kind of overwhelming. So I like let it get to me. We think you're handling it great. Yes. We're (laughs) so glad the show's finally out. Same. Yeah. Probably going to watch it after this just to have it playing. (laughs) Again, it's so weird. It's so weird. And it's also weird. I know you're, Melody, I know you're a big fan of Shiva. Um, It's like, it was (laughs) like weird. Aren't we all? Like, just like watching that is like so funny to me now because like we're such good friends. Again, that was like not too long ago and it was like very like short lived. But it's like funny to watch it now because like she's someone that's like I talk to her like every single day and we're just like really good friends now. And it's just like it's like funny to like watch how things were not so long ago and like how they are now. Like it's like like, weird. Like I don't even know how to I don't even know how to explain it. Like it's just like weird. That's the only thing I got for that. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, we, we did ask Shiva if she thought everybody would come back for a season two, and she said yes. Do you think that everybody would want to do it again? Um, I definitely think that everybody would want to do it again. I don't know how we would do it. I have this great idea, put all of us in a house, and then have Renee, Marissa's mom, be in the house as well, and her be like the house mom. I think that shit would be gold. I was like cracking up over like Renee was my favorite character on the show. Marissa's mom was my favorite <laughs> character on the, on the show out of everybody. I don't know how they would get us all together. Like actually, like, I mean, fights would have to resolve like the, the rivalry, something would have to happen there. You can't hop in a car and leave. Like if you're all in a house, I think no, that'd be, yeah. yeah, that's a really good idea. I know it'd be awesome. Right. Great for television. Amazon, you watching this? Yeah. Um, or listening to this, but, um, no, I just like, don't know. And I don't know if you guys have been on Instagram lately. There's a lot of like, not even back and forth, just like certain people are going after other people. And then other people are just like living life. We are watching the shade. (laughs) So it's like, I don't know how, we can't help it. I don't know how it's going to get resolved, but I I mean, I would be livid if we didn't get a season two because of a feud that is never going to end. So I don't know, but I know everybody would be down to do a season two. Like I know filming was overwhelming. Like it was very stressful because like you don't see like the behind the scenes and like, again, like you'll see like a three minute clip, but we were filming for like three hours. So like, right. Right. It it got to be like socially exhausting. And I got to the point where I like, wasn't like, obviously everybody on the show was my friends. Um, We were more like party friends. Like, I mean, I think you can tell who was like friends, like really good friends beforehand and who wasn't. But like, I was, I guess, neglecting my friend group other than the Tampa Bay's group because I was just like so mm. socially drained. And like when you're on reality TV, it's like, I'm like the friend, like if you want to talk to me, cool, come talk to me. Like, I'm not going to get in your business. But like, 
when you're filming TV, like they don't know what's going on in your mind. Like they're not at, with you at all times or you can like read the text that someone's sending you. Like they're not there all the time. So you have to, I physically be like, so what are your thoughts on this? And that's not something I would normally do in real life, but like you have to, because if you don't right. do that, the world's not going to know what's actually going down. That was done like off right, camera. So it just, right. it was just like socially exhausting, but like I would, do it again every single day because it's like that's a crazy experience like who knew and mind you when i got i got the call with the text message to be on this show back like december 2019 i had literally just moved home from like a really bad breakup one before the other one i had just moved home and i woke up like hung over and i was like true because i had Haley saved my phone as Haley hp for honeypop and i like didn't even realize <laughs> i didn't realize it was that Haley texting me and she was like yeah this reality show and I was like she's like send me your information like and I was like fuck yeah let's fucking roll let's do this and then two years later it's like on tv like that shit's like nuts yeah and like yeah. I like I wouldn't trade that experience for the world because again you were like we've been going through this process like for what feels like forever like I've gone through like two other relationships <laughs> since like right. I knew I was gonna be on this show and it was like a whole bunch of back and forth um, but it's just like it's crazy to experience that because like no, not everybody gets to experience that, and like it's like yeah, I'm on TV. I'm on a fucking bus right now. You guys seen the bus that Mal's doing the mural right. for? Yeah, you are. Like, I'm yeah, on a yes. bus right now. <laughs> like what? You're on billboards, buses. Billboards. You're in all my group chats right now. I'll say that. Um, oh I yeah, have so many two watch parties on the calendar. Literally one tonight. Um, it's <laughs> all, all anyone's talking about as yeah fun and like important as it is to like be on it it's like just as important for us to be able to watch right. reality tv with lesbians like we're just, yeah no i know and that was so like the exciting. thing we were getting a lot of hate about it in the beginning because of the well, I mean, the, the first picture they posted was like more but like because of the lack of diversity we were getting a lot of hate and we've all kind of just been like this is opening so many doors like for like the yeah. lgbtq like community like this is huge like even hey you may not like tampa bay's but guess what like this could open doors for a, a, a spinoff a different show like all my i have so many i have had so much good feedback from my straight friends like my friends like saying oh yeah my husband like watched it like and he like wanted to like he like stuck around to watch it with me and yes. he actually like enjoyed his own free will like i love that because we're like touching like people that didn't really know like how our community was and like again this could open big doors for like just our community as a whole. So like, let's just like enjoy it and like, let's take yes. whatever comes next from it. Right. For sure. Let's have more. Yeah. Um, in terms of a spinoff, I would just like to pitch something right now. I want to see a show where it's you and Shiva being bad at solving crimes. I'm fucking <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I was dying. I, I want the two of you in one big trench coat. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm dead. Dude, I was dying. I, I, so, mind you, I'm sitting on the couch watching this with my girlfriend who, like, knows Shiva, has met Shiva, but it's like when she's like watching, I can like see her like side eyeing me. And I'm like, I'm like cracking up at Shiva, but I don't want her to think that like I have a thing still with Shiva. But like setting up for the engagement. <laughs> Yes, yes. I'm so dead. Like, and like, how? Like, how did that even happen? Like, only Shiva. Like, that would only right. 
I feel like I, that idea came to me. I was like the car wash episode and then the setup for that happened. And I'm like, I need the two of them trying yeah. to accomplish a serious task together. Oh, yeah. And all the things that go wrong on the way there. It would just be like me yelling at her the whole time. She'd probably grin. No, I would never like yell at people like that. But no, that would be hilarious. Can we do that? Yeah, she got yelled at enough this first season. <laughs> yeah, she really she did. Alone. <laughs> she really did. We can leave her alone. Yeah. Well, while we patiently await a season two, what are you going to be up to? You know, in the meantime, are you going to be hitting up different prides? Are you coming to New York Pride next summer? Is it too early to ask? Please come um, to New York Pride. I want to come to all the prides. I like. I traveled. I've gone to three different states. No, that's not. Well, actually, it is true. I went to, I was at Vegas and Ohio like recently. Like, I, I'm like down, to, I'm always down to travel somewhere. So I didn't know ahead of time because I'm a planner. But no, I want to do all those things. I know I want to do Dinah next year. I want to do GIW next year. Um, I'm doing EDC Orlando Friday. <laughs> but like, no, I'm done. And I've never gone to a New York Pride. And I haven't been, I've gone to New York twice and I haven't gone recently. I've gone three times. So I need to get back there. We'll take you to Pride. I want to bring you to the gay beach, oh, Reese Beach here. The, oh, yeah. The topless queer beach. The best. Yeah. Oh, we I love like the you would really beach. thrive. No, I yeah. went to the gay clubs in um, Brooklyn. What are the ones over there called? Um, Metropolitan, the Rosemont, $3 bill, Elsewhere. Mm, I've been to Elsewhere. What's there? The word Stonewall. Is that? Oh, Stonewall's yeah. in the village. Okay. Yeah. I've been there. And I had a. There's another one that I've gone to. I've only been to the gay bars in New York, LA, and San Diego. And then, oh, if it was a lesbian bar, Henrietta Hudson or Cubby Hole. Um, we, we're gonna have to do a Cubby Hole takeover and make it the Cubby Hole. I love the that. Cubby Hole. Let's in, make Cubby Hole I'm happen. I meant that. I have been to Henrietta's. Great. Nice. Awesome. Well, where can people follow you on social media, Cuppy? <laughs> All my social medias are at Cuppy C U P P I E underscore. So that's, I do TikTok. And Instagram. Oh, wait, my Twitter is what is my Twitter? The real cuppy. Because I found out that someone was using my pictures for six years and my oh, name. Six years. Yeah. So I wrote, I had to make it like was the it real cuppy. No, I don't know who it was. It was some girl that was like literally like she was good. Six years. She had a bunch of followers too. And I was like, I don't even know how to Twitter. Wow. Like, I don't even know how to tweet. But um, <laughs> I think it's like at the real cuppy. But everything okay. else is at cuppy underscore. Great. Amazing. Follow Cuppy. Yes. Report the fake one. <laughs> Thank you so much for doing the show. We're so excited. Thank you. I'm going to come out there and hang out with Thank you guys you. soon. Yes. Yes. And we're going to come to Florida yes. again because Melody didn't get to go to Orlando. I know. So, come yes. on. We'll do it. We're planning it. We'll get I'm a there. table somewhere. June. <laughs> yes. Yes. Hell yeah. Yes. I love that. So we recorded this one a couple weeks ago, and I'm still following all of the drama <laughs> you are. that's happening on Instagram. Yeah, apparently Olivia and Mel had a falling out. They won't say over what, but it but is it unforgivable. Seems, yeah, that I was just pulling up the screenshot. <laughs> yeah, me. unforgivable. The lines have been drawn. That's the thing about reality TV. The season may end, but the drama lives on in their Instagram stories. Yes. Follow Cuppy. Follow all of the Tampa Bays for more of that. In the meantime, let's solve some gay problems. Let's do it. 
This week's listener question comes from one of our favorite patrons. We love to see it. Okay. How do I better navigate straight, cis, male-dominated environments? I work in finance tech, and it's all dudes. I say something, and no one hears it. And a guy says it, and it's heard. I've tried more assertive language, like removing words like just from my vocabulary and being direct. Instead of saying, just checking on the results of that data analysis due today, I say, the analysis is due today. Email it by four. But I haven't seen much success overall. Any advice for this aggravated queer and potentially others out there in male dino age spaces? Parentheses, I originally wrote dominated, but it autocorrected to dino age spaces. And that's also true. So I'm leaving it. Or on how to make your voice heard. I agree. Dino aged. Yeah. Makes sense. Even though it's tech. But still, I know. Feel right? A little dusty. <laughs> These office dynamics are uh, feel prehistoric. Yes, a lot of the time. time. Yeah, uh, I mean we've been there. We've yeah. been in male-dominated offices. What did we do? Great start, being direct, mm. taking out the just or I don't know a lot. Uh, there's been discourse on taking out exclamation points too for women. Yes, I don't know about that. It's like if you want to do it, do it. What if you're what if that's your vibe? Right. It's it's a lot of this like women having to change their behavior to like be perceived by men a certain way. And it all feels kind of icky. I'm sure there are a lot of like books on the topic, but from like personal experience, I did have a coworker who was really good at doing this. Whenever a guy would say something that she already said in a meeting, she would say, Oh, Chris, I'm so glad that you liked my idea that that I stated earlier, that you <laughs> brought it up again. Thank you. Oh, that's and, great. And it, it's a very, like, uncomfortable thing to do, but, like, everyone kind of, like, gets it, and then, boy, do they want to avoid that again. <laughs> you should. Yeah. Um, because that, I mean, that's a scary thing to do, but I guess that's less aggressive than what I do, which has literally been, I just said that, <laughs> which it does send the message, but it makes it weird. And it doesn't make anyone want to bond with you or welcome you into the already <laughs> male dominated work environment to begin with. So yeah, that is a great kind of neutral approach. I don't know if you're interested in bonding with your coworkers. I imagine they probably get drinks after work sometimes. Is that something you'd be interested? I just know this patron drinks. This is why I'm saying this. Um, <laughs> it's not the answer for everyone. But some after work beers were approaching the holidays. It's a chummier time. Maybe you haven't bonded with them yet in the way that they all bond. Is that bad advice? Can you tell I haven't worked in an office in a long time? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's it's hard to know. I know that Cecilia, I remember when, because we met at work and uh, she was telling me like around the time she first started how when she's in meetings with men, she'll change her body language and kind of like widen her, her mm -hmm. stance when she's sitting and then always put her arms up like over her head spread. and rest them on the back of her head. Yeah. And do kind of like a man spread in meetings to make herself as physically big as possible yeah. so that she gets heard more. 
Um, so that seemed to be a tactic that worked for her. Isn't this the most ridiculous conversation that we have to be having right now? I know it is in this year of our goddess. Like what? I, I don't. (laughs) Yeah, I, um, okay. I'm trying to think of like useful, legitimate things to try other than screaming. Why must I? Um, but (laughs) I would um I when I first started in working in male dominated offices I was like the yes person, the yes woman and just taking on other people's loads and just wanting to be liked. I was young and new in the workforce and that started to bite me in the ass. Um I just was starting to be treated like an assistant when I was just doing things for people who were sort of at my pay grade even recognizing your limits and your bandwidth saying no helps establishing boundaries but i know this patron i feel like this patron probably doesn't <laughs> do that this is a strong person hmm yeah i think sometimes you just have to like call it out but in kind of a, a jokey way but in a way that leaves them wondering, like, was that a joke or like, what were they? I don't know. Get like, in their heads, get under their skin. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, this was something between two guys in an office I worked with. But there was this one guy that kept calling all the guys taller than him. Big guy. And my one friend was like, I fucking hate when he keeps calling me big guy. So then <laughs> I was like. <laughs> Oh, why don't you just call him little boy next time? <laughs> he calls you big guy. And he did. And he never did it again. He never Love called him big guy again. <laughs> Love that. So, yeah. So we're you, saying mind games. Mind games. No, d- diffuse it. Diffuse it with humor if you can, but in a way that like gets the point across of like, yeah, don't do that. And doesn't get you sent to HR. Yeah. Like, Man. like maybe if they say your idea that you just said, be like, is there an echo? <laughs> like, <laughs> and then make eye contact with all the people that are laughing and know who's on your team and then murder the rest of them. Right. Right. I guess opposite end of that would be like, <laughs> um, just for some perspective, uh, to, to find an ally, like one of the guys who is... Yeah super entrenched in that boys club and yeah, blackmail him and make yeah. him an ally <laughs> exactly <laughs> use the mind games secure the ally out of fear on his end get him to advocate for you <laughs> make make all these men a little bit afraid that you're gonna seduce their wives <laughs> <laughs> yeah just keep asking them a lot of questions about their wives like what size lingerie do they wear? Yeah. And uh, at that happy hour, you might attend, share stories of all the straight girls you've taken from their male partners. <laughs> okay. I don't know. <laughs> I think this, is, this is all solid advice. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of commiserating that can be done here. If you have any tips for this listener, uh, leave them under the episode art is what we've yeah. kind of been doing. And uh, and then they'll be able to to take a look and, you know, just got to got to stick together in these industries. It can be it can be rough. And I just think calling it out when it happens, like especially in comedy. I don't know. Do you feel that in comedy when like guys make a real bullshit 
statement. I'm like, really? Yeah. You know, I I, I don't let it slide. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, absolutely not. That just makes me think to another thing that I know feels like a little bit psychotic to do, but I feel like mirroring people's behaviors is sometimes a good way to get them to realize that what they do is annoying. So like if you started in a meeting repeating an idea that a guy just had or saying something that a guy just said, and then if if they say something, be like, oh, well, you know, you've done that before. So I thought it was cool or like something like that, like yeah. to get them to realize it. I know I've done that before. It's a very passive aggressive thing to do. But I had a roommate situation once and some of the things I just like I didn't know how else to communicate it except by like mirroring the behavior. And mm-hmm. then I was like, they're going to realize like, oh, wait a second. I can't be mad about this. I do this constantly. Yeah. Oh, no, that no feel good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. you know, try any of those things. Try uh, yelling, mind games, um, <laughs> you know, just making them feel small, all these healthy behaviors. And um, let us know if you get sent to HR and we're sorry. Yeah. If you have a question, you can send it to dykingout at gmail.com. Patrons go to the top of the list like this one. And you can follow us on social media at dykingout everywhere at Dyking Out Podcast on TikTok. And I only bring it up because we got a pep talk from another podcaster really encouraging us to go for it on TikTok. And I've been yeah. thinking about it. And I think me thinking too. about it is step one. <laughs> it really got me thinking. <laughs> Getting us on Thinking TikTok. about considering uh, making a draft. <laughs> <coughs> you good? Yeah, I'm oh, good. Uh, coughing. She's coughing. So we gotta go. Coughing. Follow me at TGI Carolyn. Follow me at Melody Kamali. Thanks for diking out with us this week. We love you. We'll see you next Tuesday. Hi, I'm Tatiana Maslany. I'm the Emmy Award-winning actor of the hit TV show, Orphan Black. I'm also the star and executive producer of Power Trip, my brand new show on Realm. And I'm Amy. I'm not in the show, but I am here to tell you about it. Power Trip is a dark comedy for fans of Fleabag and Russian Doll. Tatiana Maslany plays Jane, a woman who receives a black market kidney transplant for her chronic illness and ends up with the mysterious ability to make people do as she commands. Suddenly feeling in control for the first time in her life, Jane learns how tempting it can be to exert her powers at any cost. Featuring performances from Grammy winner Lisa Loeb and actor Brendan Hines, Power Trip follows Jane and her loved ones, including a new group of friends with powers, as they navigate the messiness of life and love in New York City. Learn more about Power Trip at realm.fm. And be sure to listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.